Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Steel Santa. Celebrating the holiday season. Mm hmm. Do you want to, hey, uh, on that note, do you want to hear a fun Thanksgiving fact that I learned at uh, this year's dinner? I would love to hear a fun Thanksgiving fact. Okay. Um, I was actually just driving here. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, God, what do I want to get out of this week's show? Sure. What should my take home Laughs, be? insight, nah. I'm not, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm, look, 250 some episodes of this show demonstrate I'm not interested in laughs or insight. No. Little facts. <laughs> yeah, I think we should start taking on stuff you should know, right? Yeah, suck it, Josh and Chuck. Yeah, we're we're coming after Chuck you, especially. Yeah, <laughs> who's the one I've met? Yeah, quit quit being such pleasant, nice man. Yeah, we're coming for you with little factoids. You ready? Can I tell you a fact a fact about oh, factoids sure. that I learned recently from mm-hmm. my friend Roman Mars? Sure. Speaking of uh, people who are more successful at podcasting <laughs> than us, right? Um, uh, factoid means something that is not a fact but fact like. Oh. I thought it was a fact about the Noid. <laughs> That's a fact Noid. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I've or been using that all wrong then. Noid fact. <laughs> yeah. He loves pizza. Sure. Is that what he did? What did he do? He, did he stole pizzas? pizza. Yeah, and had a, uh, n- a Nintendo game. Okay. Yeah. Avoid the Noid. Yeah. Are we still required to avoid him? <laughs> well, I mean, if I, you sure, like, let's. Say, I think the Noids had a hard time, so I think if you see the or a Noid, right. You should probably just say, hey, thanks for all the laughs over the years. Not I like think, if you recognize him at a party across the room mm-hmm. and he looks up at you and he's like, uh-huh. huh? it seems like you reckon you shouldn't just be like <clears throat> and then go get a drink. Yeah, I would not avoid him. I mean, I think, you know, let's let's be charitable, especially in this holiday time. Right. It's the holiday season, Jordan. Thank your local Noid <laughs> for all the joy he's given you. You ready for a Thanksgiving fact? Thanksgiving facts with Jordan Morris. Um, apparently, the tryptophan in mm-hmm. Turkey mm-hmm. Uh, makes you sleepy, which uh, is weird because this whole time I've always thought it made you horny. <laughs> <laughs> it's sleepy. Right. It's sleepy. Right. It's just getting together with family that makes you horny. Exactly, yeah. And, you know, offering thanks to the Lord. Sure. Thanks for that. That's the what's doing it. I think specifically, I, I take one look at a cornucopia sure. filled with a bountiful har- harvest. Yeah. And I am diamond hard. Uh-huh. That is, there's nothing that sexually excites me more than the way the fruits and just vegetables spilling spill out. out. Yeah. Spill out of that horn of plenty. Well, and there's, you know, there's an opening. Right. And there's a protrusion. Sure. Depending on what you're into. Maybe both. Well, it depends if you got two cornucopias. If you got what two I'm saying is that you, could, you know what to do. What I'm saying is that you could fuck it or get fucked by it. Right. Or if you have two cornucopias, <laughs> you know what to do. <laughs> fuck it and get fucked by it. There you go. Your human centipede. Of, <laughs> a real human centipede of gratitude. <laughs> uh, oh. Well, let's introduce our guest. I'd love to. Yeah. <laughs> she is a celebrated comedy writer, now a memoirist. Memoirista? That's a Spanish memoirist. 
Oh, okay. Uh, now a memoirist. Uh, she's a writer, uh, just as as you are, Jordan, mm-hmm. on the television program at midnight. Sure. Uh, Tess Rafferty. Hi, Tess. Hey, thank you very much, and thank you for putting the image of fucking a turkey neck in my head. <laughs> Can I say fuck? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I wasn't oh, sure yeah. if you guys had said it a couple it more times, <laughs> Tess. As you can hear from the first ten or fifteen minutes of this show, yeah. we try and keep it clean. <laughs> you know, the great thing about the turkey neck is that it comes already detached, so you can you right. know just, just do, use it as your own dildo. Do it's already as frozen. You will. Yeah. <laughs> Just, you know, put it on the end of a drill bit. Have you guys ever, <laughs> have you guys ever gotten lucky with a wishbone? No. no. Uh-uh. You mean like have I ever wished on something and it's come true or just, no, you fucked know. fucked a wishbone. Um, I can't imagine how that would be pleasurable for any of us. I mean, it's you could kind of use it as nipple clamps, I suppose. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not really going to really, stick your dick in it. You're more of a nickel, nick, nipple poker. Yeah. I've well, gotten I... lucky with guys who are hung like a wishbone. Um <laughs> I'm not really? talking about size and width. Guys I'm talking about having two. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, can I tell you guys something really cool I saw on the way to the office today? Yeah, please do. So there is this um, there is this church on this on the road. Well, there's two churches on the road to, uh, between the freeway and our office here. Mm-hmm. One of them is the church that takes place every Saturday afternoon in the park. Okay. Is that the van with all the Godspell clothing spilling out of it? Is... That one is a food pantry. Okay. Yeah. There's... Lovely vintage costumes. Yeah, there is a real – there's a lot going on in the park right now. Okay. Um, but there is also a, like a storefront church, mm-hmm. only I guess maybe it's a storefront temple. It is uh, for I think Latino Jews. Okay. Is that a thing? I don't. I did not know it was. I know that there are definitely some Latino Jews for Jesus because there were Jews okay. for Jesus in my neighborhood when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and they were a mixed a mixed bag of races, but okay. substantially Latino. No, I think they're like I. I remember being in the airport right after nine eleven, where like you were suspicious of everything, you know, sure. just like that doesn't seem right. And, that suitcase um, has wheels. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why is that suitcase sitting there for more than two seconds? And um, and I remember a guy, a very tall. Um, uh, a Latino-looking man with a yarmulke on, speaking Spanish into a cell phone, and I was like, "This is surely a this sleeper seems, cell." This seems incorrect. <laughs> yeah, this this is something is surely wrong with this. So what was going on was out. So it's storefront church, you know, the kind where you it, it would be an open-fronted store, so you roll up, sure. uh, roll up a steel gate, mm-hmm. and then it's just open, pretty much. And uh, so inside. You know, it's like uh, uh, what do you call that when you have coffee after church or temple? Coffee clutch, Co- coffee and donuts, like coffee, coffee service. You know, everybody uh, brings in yeah, different sure. stuff, and you hang out. There's a thing after church, right? Yeah, I'm not making this up. Post worship, kicking it. Yeah, so that kind of thing is going on, and there's like an eight year old kid looking with this, looking upon this man. With this face of extraordinary awe, mm-hmm. and it was well earned, because this man was a Latino guy, like maybe six four, wearing a yarmulke, and uh, doing like karate moves with a poster tube, <sighs> like wow. spinning it around and doing like fight moves. Yeah, it was fucking great. Yeah, four stars to that dude right there. 
Seems like the very definition of multicultural. I know. <laughs> That's the melting pot our founding fathers had in mind. This guy was full on Leonardo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's with the a poster tube. With this, with the, was he doing it for the, staff, the benefit right? of the child or was the, was the child just overseeing it? Donatello has the bow staff. Donatello has the bow staff? Yeah. What? Oh, Leonardo has swords. Swords. I apologize, everyone. Yeah. And physics. <sighs> First of all, I apologize to everyone in the audience, and I thank you, Jordan. Hey, no problem. For saving me the time to try and decide what to do with the 10,000 emails and tweets I would have gotten. <laughs> Although I'm sure between the time I corrected you and the time you made the mistake, you already got those 10,000. People are li- <laughs> people live complain about this show, Tess. Oh, oh really? Is, oh, this, yeah. is this going on live? The challenge- uh, As they listen to it. Oh, oh okay. Got so. it. Got it. The challenge about time-shifted media is there's no way to say I stand corrected mm-hmm. publicly enough to prevent the flood of corrections. So I will I get corrections from shows from 4 months ago that I don't even remember the <laughs> subject matter. Like they could just like they could say to me you said that it was Ulysses S Grant who freed the slaves. It was actually Abraham Lincoln who freed the slaves with the Emancipation Proclamation, and I would just have to accept it. Because I don't remember talking about the Emancipation Proclamation or freeing the slaves on Jordan Jesse Go, but I guess it happened, and I guess I was wrong. Tess, I would just say, just watch yourself when you're talking about nerd shit. Oh, but I I Which I know you love doing. It's like your favorite topic. (laughs) You know, I love doing nothing more on a Saturday afternoon than drying out my vagina by talking about, (laughs) like, weird factoids. Sure. To use that word again about uh, nerd shit. No, I mean, I think nerd shit's cool. I just don't profess to be any an expert in it. Tess has never seen Jurassic Park. Is that a nerd thing? Oh, totally. I think so, right? Is it? Oh, yeah. Is that kind of like entry-level nerd stuff? Like sort of That's like, like – Isn't that like one of the most popular movies ever? I think what the <laughs> legacy of Jurassic Park is that it was – you know, it's a, it, it's a blockbuster that has lived on in the hearts of nerds. I think there's huh. your blockbusters that kind of come and go. Twister. Yeah. Your twisters. Exactly. It's not a twister. This is a beloved IP – Thanks to nerds and climate change deniers I, um, <laughs> who love the work of Michael Crichton. Speaking of unusual cultural crossovers, yes, I saw Jurassic Park the week I was a big. Uh, it came probably came out when I was twelve, mm-hmm. thirteen, something like that. A uh, big Michael Crichton fan. Sure. Of course, We're, as you know, I am a climate change denier. Right. <laughs> the science just doesn't stack up. <laughs> you know, we haven't agreed upon it. Yeah, it's just a trick to get us all to buy Priuses. So uh, I went to see it on Mission Street in San Francisco mm-hmm. in a Spanish-language movie theater uh, to, like, outwit so that I wouldn't have to wait in line or, like, have – this was – I mean, when Jurassic Park is around the time when uh, movies selling out was new. Sure. Like that, you couldn't just go to any. I think movie I, you I wanted. definitely remember. I remember like having to sit down and create a game plan with my family so we could go see Home Alone Two. Yeah, Home Alone Two was the other one. You're like, fuck! How was... are we? We probably won't get in to see it this weekend. Uh, yeah, I went. We're to... gonna have to wait two weeks to see Home Alone Two. I went Lost to West Portal with my with my best friend mm-hmm. Jody Scott's mom Pauline to see Home Alone Two, and it was sold out. We didn't get to see it. I'm sorry. You know where the term blockbuster comes from originally, right? Yeah, the video store. <laughs> it's it's um it's from lines that were around the block to get into movies. Oh, and then the block would literally break. Yeah, it, it actually cracked under the pressure. The... Yeah, mm. um, and you know people who deny physics. That's a fun factoid for all the folks out there. 
I saw so I saw Jurassic Park in the most decrepit the weekend it came out, mm-hmm. but in the most decrepit movie theater you can possibly imagine. Sure, I saw it with Spanish subtitles, mm-hmm. and I saw it in a theater where uh, remember like the like the like uh, surround sound and stuff about that was like a big thing about Jurassic Park when it came out sure. that it was like this auditory in addition to a visual experience. They replicated that by basically having like two. Home stereo floor speakers, <laughs> like two like like nineteen seventy two technique speakers on either one on either side of the screen, mm-hmm. and then they just turned it all the way up, and so it was as though someone was yelling the movie in your face the entire time, like it shook the seats, but there was no subwoofer. Sure, it was a great experience. Sounds kind of magical. Sounds like it you still magical. enjoyed it. Yeah, I did. I liked Jurassic Park. It was a fun movie. I've not seen it since though. I watched a trailer for a new Jurassic Park movie. Yeah, big big weekend, uh, big weekend for trailers. We had a new Jurassic Park trailer and the new Star Wars trailer, and I had to have a conversation with myself after watching the two. Uh huh. And I decided that I was way more excited about Jurassic Park. Really? I learned something about myself. Even though the dinosaurs still look all oily, the dinosaurs do look pretty oily. I will say that the it looked super CGI. Yeah. Whereas I, was like... uh, I think the cool part about Jurassic Park one is that they are mostly at night. And you only see the dinosaurs for like two or three seconds at a time. There's like basically no dinosaurs in that first one. Well, that's the Jaws thing. That's yeah, the yeah, exactly. With Jaws is the less you see of something, kind of the cooler it looks. Yeah, so I think that's why that was such an impactful movie, uh, or part of what's why it's so impactful. But yeah, I think how uh, many Jurassic Parks are there so far? There are three. This will be the fourth. One of them starred Bill Macy. Yeah, Bill Macy is in the uh, very weird, bad third one that I hear they um, shot without a script, like they were writing it as they were shooting it. And also, I guess a lot of it is improvised. I mean, if you're going to bring in somebody to do that. Get Bill Macy. Get Bill Macy in there. Right, get someone from Steppenwolf, right. Yeah, exactly. Taylor Leone. <laughs> this is a guy who, he, he, if he can memorize Mamet dialogue, mm-hmm. he can memorize the dialogue that was handed to him 30 seconds before he went on screen. <laughs> sure. <laughs> While running from a Spinosaurus. But uh, what's his face from Parks and Recreation is the star of the new Jurassic Park movie, it yeah. seemed like. Mm-hmm. Is, he the, is he really the star of it or... It, are they are they showing him as the star of it because he was the star of that other movie? Um, and it was so successful. Who's what's his face from Parks and Rec? Um, what, Chris which, Pratt. Which, which what's his guy. face are we talking Chris about? Pratt. Okay. Chris Pratt. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I didn't see the Jurassic. Having not seen Jurassic Park one, I didn't think it would. I didn't want to spoil anything by seeing Jurassic, the trailer for it, Jurassic Park four. It would be great if Jurassic Park four just start Aziz Ansari and Nick Offerman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would take place in the Parks and Rec universe. <laughs> yeah, like, like you guys are experts with parks. Yeah. <laughs> You know what? Nick Offerman would fit pretty well into the Jurassic Park universe now that I think about sure, it. Sure, he can sure, say be the old settler. Yeah, <laughs> he, he could say, "Hold on to your butts." Yeah. Okay. So, is Chris Pratt the star of the new Jurassic Park movie? Mm, don't know. Remains to be seen. But yeah, I think you are right. They could be. They could be pratting up the trailer because of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. So you didn't. You okay? So I watched both <laughs> of the trailers for both of these movies. Is this unusual that I would have seen anything having to do with contemporary popular culture? But uh, I did watch both of these trailers for the movie, and I had the opposite reaction. More excited for Star Wars. I I will say I was not excited at all about either one going mm-hmm. in. Sure. Uh, Jurassic Park, I was like, why do the dinosaurs still look so shitty? <laughs> it's 2014. The other one was 20 years ago. I feel like they were better. I mean, granted, I was 12. Sure. But I I just, they look like, it, yeah, it, looks, yeah, it looks like, like a video might game. as well be watching The Mummy. Sure. Okay. So that's that's how I felt about Jurassic Park. But about Star Wars, I thought, huh, that looks pretty cool. 
Nothing oh, happened, though. Get a look at that black guy. They teased nothing. Get a look at that black guy. That was exciting. <laughs> I don't know. I sure. Don't, was there even uh, so a you're black as... guy besides Billy D. Williams <laughs> in the entire yeah, Star basically, Wars no. universe you're before? Right. Didn't you feel like, though, that that was, like, done on purpose? Like, don't you feel like, like somewhere along the line it was... I think they um, do everything on purpose. Uh, yeah, but, like, somewhere along the line was, like, it was a very misguided attempt to be, like, more, somehow, like, more multicultural. Yeah, and, like, I think... Taken well, that, they've taken that criticism over the years. I think at this point in the promotional phase for these movies it's not about you know getting in the teens who are just going to a movie on the weekend it's about psyching up the nerds and i think that nerds these days are psyched up by progressiveness which is which is good good job nerds way to be psyched up by yeah, that sure, so well, yeah two, there are two that's things noble, sure. nerds. No, they're psyched up about progressiveness mm-hmm. and they're psyched up about ethics and video game journals sure exactly yeah yeah uh oh, not those nerds those are <laughs> yeah. these aren't the nerds i'm talking which about which might be anti-progressive <laughs> Complex. Right. Jesse, I said uh, nerds, not toilet humans. <laughs> not <laughs> humans you. that live in a toilet. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I'm talking about your garden variety, sure. nice Comic Con nerd. So they're stoked to see a black I, I I was like, hey, look at that Star Wars black guy. <laughs> sure. That was sort of my reaction. And then I thought, hey, these spaceships look pretty neat. Yeah, and you know, they got a, you got a Star Wars lady in there. Yeah. Not a bar- barely a close up of a white guy in the whole thing. You know what? I t- I'll it's tell you. It's barely a close up of any people, though. It's just ships. And sure. I guess that's. I mean, like, look, I get that that hits the buttons for a certain segment of the population, and sure. that's really cool. And they're the people are going to see it on opening weekend and not like five years from now, like I will. But it's sort of like, I don't know, as a kid, I loved. You know, I loved Leia and I loved Han Solo and I loved like the kissing. Yeah, kissing, but also just the the personalities involved. Sure. You know, and don't you feel like you know a lot of these sh- movies are sort of lacking a personality, and it's like I don't. And just there's no story. There's I kind of want to see Jurassic I, Park you know, did offer the promise of Chris Pratt. Sure. And he brings a lot of personality yeah. to yeah. the table. He's got a certain verve. Yeah. God damn it, I want to see Han Solo or I want to see batshit Carrie Fisher doing <laughs> something in that trailer. And the Millennium Falcon is not enough for me. Again, Han's, I'm not the typical viewer. Is Han Solo in Star Wars 12 or whatever this no, new sure, one is? Oh, sure, yeah. The whole, the whole gang's back. Really? Yeah. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's earring. What yeah. about Carrie Fisher? Is Carrie I think Fisher Carrie back? Fisher is back, yes. Number one, I want to say Carrie Fisher was on a bullseye. Mm-hmm. And maybe three, four years ago, Carrie Fisher is delightful. <laughs> Carrie Fisher is a pile of fun. Oh, totally. She is a Absolutely. super cool lady. Uh, however, what is she doing in this movie? I think that they What is her are... job in this movie? Also, have you seen Harrison Ford be a human being in 2014? <laughs> yeah. What is he doing in this yeah, movie? Yeah, he always seems stoned and confused. <laughs> yeah, Which I think he probably is. I think yes. he probably is stoned and confused. I think, I think there's just such a, you know, so, so much a part of this was like, Hey guys, sorry about those other ones. Is Allie yeah, McBeal yeah. in this movie? <laughs> Allie McBeal. Don't you, why no, would Allie McBeal be in the movie? Well, and the, she was. She's married to Harrison Ford, isn't she? <laughs> I didn't know that. They're, sure. Do they, they do something together? I don't know if they're technically married, but yeah. Oh, they, they do they're, something they're, together. They, they, they have some sort of arrangement. Yeah, yeah. maybe they're um, like a Kurt Russell, Goldie uh, uh, Hawn, Hawn type thing. Common law. Yeah. I just I w- at least wanted to see some evidence of Han Solo being in the movie, like sure. the Millennium Falcon being driven through a farmer's market or something, like some sort of <laughs> because he's too old. <laughs> yeah, because he's an old guy. See, um, thanks for thanks for explaining that. I'm sure I'll no hear something about. 
that comment in your as people live tweet this. Oh yeah, you'll get. Well, that. He also yeah. doesn't like people who spend too much money for produce. That's true. He's value oriented. <laughs> Always has been. Yeah. How are you not spending too much money at a farmer's market though? Because everything's you know got that. I went to when I was a kid. I was just thinking about this because I went to the farmer's market <laughs> to buy some. I took my uh, I took my son to the farmer's market on Wednesday or Saturday. I don't even remember. This past like a week ago, we went to Atwater Village here in Los Angeles. Went to the farmers market. It was perfectly nice. I bought some eight dollar butter. Um, <laughs> I bought some three dollar uh, herbs and vats. You know, like live herbs. Sure, you know what I'm talking about it's just different kind of stuff. Sure, bought a pork shoulder. But the thing is, is like I used to go to the farmers market with my mom when I was a kid. <laughs> And the farmer's market that we went to, we would take the bar to it. It was at Civic Center in San Francisco right by City Hall. And it was in this kind of plaza that was one of those, like, modernist plazas where they imagine that what's going to happen is, like, people are going to assemble there to, like, celebrate mass events Mm -hmm. or whatever. But actually what happens is just uh, bums live there. Sure. And everyone else is scared to go there. Um, So it was in this area. And, like, my main memories of farmer's markets as a kid are, like, elderly Chinese women pushing me. Like, it was not – there was no, like, children's reggae musician. (laughs) There was no – like, none of that stuff. And it was definitely cheaper than the grocery store. Times they are a-changing. Let's get some more elderly Chinese women pushing you type farmer's markets. Yeah. Just old people in general pushing you. (laughs) There's <laughs> old people pushing. Was how a many big times part. minimum would you like to be pushed at the farmers market? Three or four. And it could it is it just the, like you, a Lithuanian man could is push it, me? Is it? Do you think it's just because you're not a child anymore and harder to push? No, because it because it's just full of guys who are wearing toques. But you know, it's like they, instead of folding up the bottom of the toque so that it fits the, t- they have it pushed back on their head because it's hot outside. It's Los Angeles. So they have it pushed back on their head so it looks like the tip of a condom. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Like a condom toque aesthetic? Like an Ashton Kutcher in 2007? Hmm. Yeah, last time I was at the Atwater uh, Farmer's Market, there was actually paparazzi there. (laughs) I don't even know who was... Like, we couldn't even figure out who they were chasing, but there was actually Maybe they just wanted to get a shot of some nice heirloom tomatoes. (laughs) (laughs) Heirloom tomatoes, they're just like us. Sure, exactly. But the Atwater Farmer's Market. All the heirloom tomatoes uh, have uh, little iced coffees. <laughs> it's, the, uh, it's the site of um, – it's where Al Aqua is, the new, the new restaurant I went to last weekend. Oh, yeah. Jesus. Yeah. Tess yeah. Rafferty is, is, comes in here. <laughs> we have, look, we have a lot of guests on our program. Few is charming and hilarious as sure. Tess Rafferty. And few come prepared with anything to talk about. Mm-hmm. Tess wants to give a local restaurant review. <laughs> That's what she's here for. Sure. She wants to make sure that all of you who might visit Los Angeles one day from your homes in Sydney, Australia... <laughs> know well, what, what in, she that's thought. What they do in magazines, though. You pick up like Condé Nast <laughs> Traveler, and it's like, here's this new restaurant in Cleveland. Like you're, like if that's you're true. reading Condé Nast, you did say you, we, you wanted to be the Condé Nast of podcasting. <laughs> you're gonna end up in Cleveland anytime soon. And I um, did. I I I maintain to this day, 2012 June Condé Nast Traveler, the Cleveland issue, <laughs> best theme issue of a magazine. <laughs> 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 but I do. I wouldn't have brought it. I wouldn't have brought up a local restaurant. But you were right there. You're literally right there with the farmers market. Okay, so let's talk about this local restaurant. What kind of no, restaurant? No, we don't is need it? to talk about. It. No, let's talk about it. <laughs> so we're going. 
What dish do you recommend, Tess? Um, it's the Italian restaurant, and I recommend the uh, the homemade ravioli that's stuffed with chicken liver uh, pate. Actually, that's, that sounds pretty. It, that sounds and really it's good, drizzled actually. with balsamic vinegar. Yeah, it's got some balsamic in it. It's it's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Yeah. It was good. You know, Tess Tess is kind of an interesting figure in my life these days. I mean, uh, you know, I I met her when I got this. Oh, I guess we had met before. Yeah, briefly. we met once on at Field TV. We did yeah, a show yeah. together. Yeah, uh, but uh, met her on this job. You know, very helpful getting accustomed to a you know proper writer's room. She's right. a she's a vet. Oh. She's a pro. Uh, so it's you know nice to have somebody setting a good example. But I think more important than that is that now that I know Tess, I have a friend who will talk to the waiter a lot about wine, oh. yeah. which is an important thing to have. I <laughs> That's think. really I've useful. never had one before. Yeah, just what 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 about the cab? Do you recommend the cab? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm very I'm very specific about the kinds of wine I like. So I ask things like, is it earthy? Is it dirty? Like, what kind what's of nose? So you like a dirty wine? I you like, like a nasty down low <laughs> kind of wine. I like to just spank it wine on its bottom and yeah. caw it. Nasty you want to drink it right out of yeah. a glory hole? Foul gutter wine. Just, you want to put yeah. your mouth up to a hole in a rest stop bathroom wall and have and a sweet smell pork that come through? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Usually, my friends just order, you know, a Smirnoff Ice, a Bacardi O. Yeah. But it's nice to—I don't know—it's nice to be out with a class act, is what I'm saying. Tess, it's what a, it, what notes are you looking for? Let's talk about the notes that you're looking. The for. notes I'm looking—I really like a dirty nose. I like something that's got barnyard and like dirt and earth. I'm not into over- hay. Uh, Alfalfa. Yes, hay. Um, I, I like minerality on my whites. I like really dry, uh, dry whites. Like some notes of slate, perhaps. Sure. Slate um, notes. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. <laughs> when you talk about slate notes, yes. <laughs> um, is is this just because you have a background in in slate licking? <laughs> um, <laughs> How did yeah. you come to be fond of that note? I, I guess I just like the taste associated with it. It's you know it's funny. It's just it's um I. I mean, I, w- I wish I had the skill for just about anything else that was useful and not going to destroy my liver. I'm, I've learned a lot just sitting at tasting bars and talking to people. Um, oh. and, I've, and you were born in a quarry. So that's why <laughs> yeah. you got the – Right. And you just learn what you like. You just – you know, it's like anything else. You learn the taste you like and then you learn – you know, it's, it's, like, it's like you've never – you know, you might not have put a handful of pennies in your mouth. But you know what pennies smell like, you know? <laughs> I have put pennies in my mouth. I think everyone <laughs> To feel like a, a rich man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> I got so many goddamn pennies. Yeah. Tess, I think the conversation you have with the waiter – about the wine pre-dinner is like the one I have with my dominatrix. <laughs> <laughs> How well, much pressure will be applied yeah, to the taint? Yeah. Well, you know what? You, you want to know you're going to get value for your money. Exactly. And not just be – the worst thing is like to be sitting there with the dominatrix and just faking it. And just oh, like, yeah. God. Just like waiting until you can get out of there and thinking you're not going to tip because this is bullshit. Yeah. Tess, tell me about what kind of wines you like. We're talking about Riesling, Beaujolais Nouveau. <laughs> Um, no, I neither of those. Um, yeah, those are asshole wines. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them and everyone who drinks them. Um, I, I I tend to like um, I tend to like more European style wines in general, like more Italian and French wines. Um, my favorite white is um, a Sancerre, uh, which is a French wine that's not you know like Chardonnay, for example, is like buttery and it's like smells like butterscotch. It's got oaky and notes. Yeah, yeah, all that oak and coconut and stuff. I I don't like that. It tastes like um it tastes like those um those tropical lifesavers. 
Uh, to yeah, me. Those are kind of gross, tropical lifesavers. Yeah, yeah. yeah sure. <laughs> no, I like a traditional. Life... I like a traditional lifesaver. If anything, yeah. berry lifesaver. Like, if you're going to give me a twist on a classic, sure. I'll yeah. take berry. Sure. But, like, one in a pinch. five classics, right? Well, you got your pineapple. That's the white one. You got your orange, your, your lime, mm-hmm. your red. That's cherry or something. Yeah, cherry might be the most popular lifesaver. I think it's the best lifesaver. That's why. I, like I, white, I have to say, I, I like I really, a white lifesaver. I used to really like the butterscotch lifesavers, though, too. So that kind of flies in the face of me hating Chardonnays. But... Those don't have any oaky notes. <laughs> no, that's just pure sugar. <laughs> now, yeah. Tessa, I, Tessa, this is going to ask. Just asking a lot for you to remember. But do you remember the wine you had when we went to Dave and Buster's? <laughs> <laughs> I had a pros- How would you describe that? I mean, I don't know if you if it can conjure up that sense memory. I had a prosecco, mm-hmm. and I think it was uh, I think it was Luna prosecco actually, oh. um, and it was a split. Uh, which means that it was in its own little bottle, so I had nothing to worry about. Okay, <laughs> but it didn't touch anyone who had been to a Dave and Buster's. No. Okay, it was it was a fresh or who bottle. Worked there. I will. Uh, yeah, I find I find if you're going to be someplace with a questionable wine list, uh, whites or sparkling wines tend to. Be can more you, forgiving. Can you tell me how that pairs with uh, busting out totally stuffed tater skin? <laughs> it was, you know, what was so funny about it was that it was, it was a, we had, a, I had a cheeseburger there and I remember thinking this is not nearly as terrible as I thought it was going to be. This is actually a pretty decent cheeseburger. You know, I think if you spl- if you space out your trips to chain restaurants, they can be a real treat. Yeah, you know, yesterday we were down in Malibu and we were someplace where they um they 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 literally had a gigantic martini glass. You could see them bringing it to all the tables mm-hmm. of nothing but fried calamari in it. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, it was fried calamari on top of fries. They were filling it out with fries. But, it, I mean, it, it was gigantic. Oh, fuck. I want that. <laughs> I want to get it. Yeah, you totally want to get it. And that was the thing. None of us were going to order calamari. We saw five other tables with yeah. it. And then the next thing you know, it's just nothing but fried food goodness. I'm actually going to be going to uh, Chuck E. Cheese. Hmm. For the first time in my life, I've never been to a Chuck E. Cheese. Never been to a Chuck E. Cheese. I think the novelty pizza restaurant of choice during my childhood was Burlingame, California's Pizza and Pipes. Okay. Uh, which was famous for <laughs> just sweet bongs. Yeah, yeah. I know. God, that's what I was thinking. That really would just make really make so much sense with your childhood of going to like farmers markets and Latina movie theaters. And, it, you was, know. it was much no, it was much much seedier than uh, than that. Than yeah. that what your well, their slogan is puff puff pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it it was uh, it was uh, pipe organ themed. So <laughs> all kids love pipe organs. It wasn't yeah. the mamas and the papa john's pizza or no, yeah, yeah. it was like a classic like uh like if you imagine a pizza parlor in a television Test, show save that from for hashtag bad restaurants. <laughs> All right. I'll have to remember. Make a note, that, note of that on our phone. Like super uh, we've been off dark. for a week, so I'm worried I'm going to be rusty. Yeah, yeah. no. We have to, anyway. <laughs> you know those kind of stained glass shade uh, lamps that hang on a chain? Oh, and yeah. Like maybe the stained glass sure. just says Schlitz on it. Yeah, like yeah, old yeah. bordello style type yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> just like what what people thought was like a cool place to hang out after they saw the sting. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> and then there was just a giant pipe organ. But anyway, I'm going to a kid's birthday party at Chuck E. Cheese where Chuck a kid e. can Cheese. be a kid. Yeah. 
I, I'm curious to, to, to learn what a Chuck E. Cheese uh, is like these days because it's been at least a year since I've been to one. Because what I want to know, what <laughs> oh, I want to know soon. about Tell them Chuck if there's e. any good girls there, like, you know, yeah. single. Yeah, yeah. If, there's, uh, if, there's some, if it looks like there's some hot singles there, just text me and I'll come by. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to come by anyway, but if there's a lot of hot singles, well, we'll check out if it's a scene. Like, it might be kind of a fern bar. Yeah. <laughs> What's you know? a third bar? I don't know. It's just a thing from like 1980. Ah, okay. It's where singles hang out. Go- oh, gotcha. Sure. You know. It's probably a lot of single moms. Yeah. It's yeah. probably a real sausage fest, and I'm not talking about the pizza toppings. <laughs> I want to know whether the pizza... Because you, what you said about chain restaurants mm-hmm. really rung true to sure. me um, in that you can go to your mid-scale chain restaurants, mm-hmm. your TGI Fridays. Yeah. I think you can definitely enjoy that experience. Sure. That can be an enjoyable experience. Dave and Buster's was pretty good at the time. We, I hadn't, hadn't eaten in a Dave and Buster's in a while. It was pretty good. Yeah, anyway. we, we, had a, we had a blast. I mean, I, I got a Long Island iced TNT. It's uh, kicked up a notch. It's like a Long Island iced tea, but it's kicked up. It's on fire. It, yeah, it was on fire. Uh, like, you know, like I wouldn't <laughs> choose it, but if you're in Chico, go ahead and go to Outback. You're going to enjoy it. yourself. You'll go have a nice it. time. Um... But I'm worried that it's going to be more like Papa John's with children screaming at you. Yeah. I think that's probably accurate. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to. I can't. I don't really remember the quality of the pizza at Chuck E. Cheese, but yeah. uh, I do remember that they were the first ones to have that uh, hologram game where the cowboy travels through time. Oh yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, I know that hologram when they and shoots guns, right? Yeah, he shoots. So <laughs> this was a video game. Uh, it was on a big, big arcade cabinet. It sounds it, kind of familiar. Yeah, yeah. It was. They projected up these holograms, and it was a photorealistic cowboy fighting various time period appropriate villains. Can I offer a suggestion about Please. this game? I bet there's a lot of people out there right now who are curious what this game is called. Mm-hmm. Uh, Google it. Sure. And then let yourself be satiated. <laughs> no need to let us know. Sure. If, uh, if, if you're still feeling weird, go over and tap the light switch a bunch of times or throw some toothpicks down and count those. <laughs> Hologram time traveler. Is that really what it was called, Brian? <laughs> it's a little on the that nose. can't possibly be right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Yeah, so Chuck E. Cheese. We'll see. I remember that they, them having that game... They put it in the newspaper ad. Like, we have hologram time traveler. Uh-huh. And then I was like, Mom, can we go? Don't they have a ball pit? Who doesn't want to play with holograms? Yeah, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. There's also a place called Giggles and Hugs that is like, I believe, like a Chuck E. Cheese, but like more upscale food. <laughs> Uh, also talking about like a fried calamari and a giant martini <laughs> and a glass. giant martini glass. Because uh, a fucking fried calamari and a giant martini glass sounds great to me. <laughs> and with fries on the bottom? Yeah. Come on. Get out of town. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's around Los Angeles. So uh, I don't know. Giggles don't, and hugs. Giggles and hugs. I've, I always like hearing about the like regional knockoff to the chain. I'm sure I've mentioned this on the show before, but uh, Hal Rudnick, yeah. past guest on this show, Grew up in New Jersey, and their version of Hooters was called Bazookas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to go to Bazooka so bad. I have to say that, like, my worst nightmare in life is to be forced to go to a Shakey's. Oh, sure. Uh, Shakey's is a restaurant, I think, maybe may centered. It's a national restaurant chain, but I think centered in Southern California. Sure. Yeah. And uh, it sells square, all you can eat pizzas. Uh-huh. Mojo uh, potatoes. In just a, the, an environment of purest sadness. Sure. Just a sort of 
unadulterated, uncut by any glimmer of hope. And I think what I think miasma of tears. I think that is usually the case. But if you can hit that shit during a Mexican birthday party, really? Oh boy, is that the jam? Yeah, yeah. Notice how uh, the, sh- the shakies you have your birthday up there, right? They put your your, they, your name on, on the, the sign. Marquee, yeah, they put up on the marquee. They put happy birthday so and so. I feel like. Around here, they can just leave up happy, happy birthday, Maria. Yeah. <laughs> it's just always... It's just the yeah. jam is on. Sure. It's always accurate. I think if you so got to go, see if you can hit it during a Mexican birthday party. Kind of absorb some of that fun. Okay. We used to live... Um, we used to live near this parcel of land that they were clearing out. The people who had built the Grove at one point were involved. They were going to m- put a new, amazing, like, outdoor mall area. And they basically settled The Grove up- is like a Los Angeles super outdoor mall. <sighs> sure. I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. It was uh, – so they were going to develop this great new mall. We need and- another one too, by the way. I, I, I'm, I'm sad, it, I'm sad it didn't happen. Well, you know, it was you know, look, it was in the valley. It wasn't any great shakes the neighborhood, so we were kind of looking forward to it, oh, sort sure. of like yeah, I get you that. know, like it raising property values. Great shakies. <laughs> <laughs> and the one business they couldn't make a deal with to leave was Sizzler. Like everybody else was like, yeah, sure, we'll get out. Where do we uh, sign? They went boarded up their business. So Sizzler was off. like the old man who sticks around during the hurricane. Sizzler was like, and I guess that I, every time we went went past there, it looked like it was booming. They were like, no, nope, we're making a lot of money Is here. Sizz- Sorry, Sizzler. Have you ever eaten at Sizzler? It's been a long time since I've eaten at a Sizzler. I used to eat at Red Robin and Claim Jumper when mm-hmm. I visited my grandmother in Mission Viejo. Those were the two like sure. restaurants that. Oh, and what's the one with the pies? Cook Marie Callender's? Marie Callender's. Marie Callender's, which was sucked. Claim Jumpers was fine, I guess. Mm. For, you know, it was the thing that it was. It was sure. sort of Outback Steakhouse-y, but a little... But yeah, like, ah, uh, Sizzler. I don't know. I don't think I trust a $6 steak. Yeah, that's reasonable. That doesn't <laughs> seem like something you should eat. Yeah. I think, Desi, I'm saying eat before you go to Chuck E. Cheese. Okay. Yeah. Don't rely on the just the fact that pizza is always good i think i think i'm guessing that the chuck e cheese pizza will be of a shaky's caliber oh, i'm man. thinking also xanax because there is going to be a lot yeah, of screaming, little xanax uh kids there and a lot of screaming parents what if i just <laughs> abandon my family now <laughs> i mean you could eat before yeah. you go yeah. or you could abandon your family that's always an option i mean you can decide when you get there you can just ghost you know you can halfway through the birthday party just decide it's go time yeah. <clears throat> i'm yeah. out of here yeah. texarkana here i come <laughs> yeah by the way i'm gonna move to texarkana when i abandon my family is that like some smoky in the band thing like oh, yeah like some dream gotta get that coors banquet beer <laughs> is that the plot of Smokey and the Bandits? I've never seen Smokey Coors and the Bandits. Banquet beer? Wasn't that some? It was part of the song, wasn't it? They were going to Texarkana? Yeah, I yeah. think they're going to Texarkana. Okay, look. We've detailed my fantasy for abandoning my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we found out a little bit about some of our nation's great restaurants and some of the great dishes available at some of the great restaurants in, uh, what's that fucking neighborhood? Where the Atwater Village area. Atwater, Atwater Village. Um, and we learned a fun Thanksgiving fact. So- you know, we could basically just make noises the rest of the show and people should be grateful. Yeah. Because they have learned a lot. This is way more than you deserve. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Josh and Chuck. Go, no wonder, go suck a lemon. No wonder these guys are always criticizing you guys. Yeah, we're real mean. You need to we're showing a, we're showing an open contempt for them this yeah. week. We love you guys. We'll be yeah. back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Steel Santa. Hey, sponsors on this week's program, Jordan. This week's Jordan, Jesse Go is supported by Warbeck. Hip, hop, 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 hop,
This week's Jordan, Jesse Go, supported by Warby Parker, a new concept in eyewear. Glasses should not cost as much as an iPhone. At no, Warby sir. Parker, Fashion Forward's prescription glasses start at $95, including prescription lenses. They make buying glasses online easy and risk-free. With the Home Try-On program, you can try five pairs of frames to be shipped directly to your home. Try them on, select your favorites, and send them back for free with no obligation to purchase. I'd go to warbyparker.com slash jjgo to get your five free home try-on frames and free three-day shipping. Warbyparker.com slash jjgo. Jordan. What? Let's say I got one pair of eyeglasses. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm looking to uh, add some situational eyewear. Like a sunglass? Yeah. Warbyparker.com slash JJGo? That's where I'd go. Let's say I'm, I, I got some uh, tortoise eyeglasses, but I want a nice heavy black frame to wear with evening clothes. Warbyparker.com slash JJGo. Let's say I'm, I'm looking for a beach pair. Mm-hmm. You know, like something made out of cork. WarbyParker.com slash JJGo, although I cannot say whether or not they have cork eyeglasses. Almost they probably so, it don't. It would be a terrible idea. But you can find a nice cork. alternative at WarbyParker.com slash JJGo. If you want to get up on the Jumbotron, it's MaximumFun.org slash Jumbotron. If you want to advertise on Jordan Jesse Go, email Teresa at MaximumFun.org. We'll talk to you more in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. <laughs> It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Steel Santa. Tess Rafferty has some food in her mouth. She would have introduced herself right now, but... Um... I'm Tess Rafferty. There you go. <laughs> you can have a nickname if you want to. Um, I don't know what my nickname would be. Isn't that something nickname is something people give you? If you give yourself a nickname, isn't that weird? No, like... that's why you get a podcast. It, yeah, it is weird, but not in the context of this show. Okay. Although Jesse Joyce would not do it. <laughs> he refused on principle. Yeah, but then when he wouldn't do it, there was a fan revolt. Sure. People thought he was arrogant because he wouldn't play by the rules of the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's he just, a... You know, he, he, be, uh, he, write, he writes his own rules. I respect yeah. that. That's true. Jesse, Fair I'm point. not down with any goofy bullshit Joyce. Jesse, I'm – yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jesse's like a World War II vet. He feels <laughs> like he fought so that he doesn't have to come up with any goofy things. <laughs> um, he should definitely write for At Midnight. Sure. No goofiness there. <laughs> um, I guess maybe I'm Tess Goofy Bullshit Rafferty. There you I, go. Yeah, Great. Yeah, That's fine. I Tess, like it. Tess was kind enough to bring us some pie. Yeah. When was the last time we got dessert from a uh, I don't know. We, uh, we the came... donuts from Kevin Pereira? Are those the – is that the yeah, last time? I think was the last time a guest brought – I guess Kev, Kevin Sprinkles Pereira was the last person mm. to bring us dessert on the program. That was like five years ago. Yeah. This is homemade, too. I didn't just stop on the way here. That's we, true. We are doing really well right now because not only that, uh, Ken Roberts and uh, Daryl Asher teamed up to bring me caffeine-free regular Dr. Pepper. Then Ken said he felt bad bringing me only, only me a present. So then he got Brian and Jordan gift cards to BW3. <laughs> That's Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah. <laughs> it stands for Buffalo Wings and Weft. Yeah, Weck, I think. Weck? Yeah. Weck. Which is some sort of regional sandwich. Okay, Weft is part of the weaving process. <laughs> um, so what are we looking at? We're looking at, uh, what has Jordan got in his hand there, Tess? Um, Jordan has got a chocolate uh, bourbon pecan pie, which I have to say I did not make. A friend of mine made it, but totally from scratch homemade. It's great. And 
You have got uh, sweet potato pie, which I did make also from scratch. Oh. So Now, this is the pie from the famous song by Domino. Um, uh, I don't know this song. Yeah. You don't know the song Sweet Potato Pie? I'm, I'm eating. Why don't you sing a little bit? You know, yeah, the yeah. Song, <laughs> you know the song Ghetto Jam? No. The ghetto jam is about to slam and with me. One, that sounds two, like some three, San Francisco bullshit. No? No. I, I don't. From, I, don't. I think Domino's from St. Louis. I believe that there's someone like Cab Calloway or somebody who did sing a Sweet Potato Pie song. Maybe it's the same one or – No, it's a different – this is a G-Funk song from like 1992, 94, uh, somewhere in there, 95 maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm not familiar. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> All messed up and I don't know why. Gonna get a piece of that sweet potato pie. It sounds like a really good song. Yeah, well, especially when I sing it. I I'm mean, the, th- sad the truth that is, I haven't heard I'm it. elevating the material. Mm-hmm. My committed and, in, if I do say so myself, inspiring <clears throat> performance, mm-hmm. uh, I think is a pretty powerful expression of Domino's original intent, which he was n- unable to fully express on the original recording. You know, yeah. it's reasonable. I'm with you. I think his Fuck song's Domino. about pussy. Oh. I should explain. Sure. That's that would also cool explain how, why you're eating the pie the way you are. Yeah, yeah. You're using your hand a little bit, which I think the pie appreciates. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, you But every two, pie is different, you Jesse. Have two you two know? fingers in the pie's ass. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> it feels good. <laughs> that was a nice pie test. Good work. Thank you very much. Um, I have some here, Jordan. I can, if you want, if you want to eat. I, from I think end. I'm okay right now. Okay, I'm pretty good. I halved mine so that Brian could have half of one. Ken doesn't get any because he's he's lucky to be here. Let's Ken be seems honest. like he's probably gluten free or something. Can you gluten free? Give us a nod. He, no, he says no. He's not gluten free. My uh, my sister is an excellent cook. Kind uh-huh. of a kind of a foodie. Is uh, she? Interesting. She is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Great cook. Uh, you know, makes her own sourdough bread out of a you know mother star- out of starter. a mother. She has a mother sourdough that mm-hmm. she uses. Uh, and you know, it's always kind of nice to talk to her because I can kind of like learn what the next food trend is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only is she up on gluten, but she has a special kind of gluten that she adds to things. Mm-hmm. She has a special. Uh, small batch artisanal gluten. So she's glutening up something that doesn't have enough gluten. You got to put gluten in when you're making bread. Wow. Basically, when you're making bread, unless you have extraordinary technique, mm-hmm. you basically add, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically gluten concentrate. Sure. In order to make it glutinous enough to uh, to puff up and not be a weird brick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there you go. She's got the right idea. Anyway, there's a new well, era. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a lot of temperature and yeast and doing and kneading it the right You're amount. About pussy? But... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Are we still talking about pussy? I like to sprinkle a little gluten on there. The, yeah, the mother pussy. You know, you you get the sure. mother pussy from someone else who's and people right. pass it down for generations and. Right. You use it to start your pussy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fellas, if you're if you're not nuts about going downtown, just tell her you're gluten free. <laughs> <laughs> and then go to sleep. Yeah. And then jerk off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't imagine what my life would be without gluten. It's the best. Or pussy. Sure. God, yeah. Either one of those things. <laughs> what a bummer. What a bummer everything would be. Yeah. All that would all that would be left would be like what, like rice 
rice flour brownies and butt sex. And anal, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good. That was okay. Hey, you know what? <laughs> um, not to steer the conversation back towards dinosaurs, right? but I want to steer the conversation back towards dinosaurs. Are you guys okay with that? Oh, that yeah, sounds yeah. wonderful. Uh. We uh, Tess, we're off. We're off. Uh, we're off work for. We were off all this week. Um, had a free day. Nothing going on. I decided to finally drive down and see the Cabazon dinosaurs. Oh, so this is east of Los Angeles. Yeah, a couple hours east. On of On the Los way to Angeles. Palm Springs, there are there is this like dinosaur. Call it a theme park is overstated. Yeah, it's a it's a lot. Well, of... if it's a theme park, it would be Jurassic Park, right? Sure. I mean, right. So it can't be Jurassic right. Park. Yeah. By the way, how come you're not like making fun of Jordan for mentioning something local? Well, because yeah. <laughs> this is this is going to turn into a great story about an experience that he had. It's not just going to be a list of ingredients in a particularly <laughs> nice dish. <laughs> this your, is a... Were there any balsamic reductions involved in <laughs> yeah. your? He had a date shake. I, I don't a... want to get ahead of the story. Sorry, yeah, whoa, yeah. You're whoa, very, whoa, yeah. Whoa, come whoa, on, whoa, spoilers. Spoiler alert. <laughs> the date shake is the is the twist. That's Nick Fury at the end of Iron Man One. That's uh, that's the post credits tease. Um, so yeah, this is uh, people probably know these weird concrete dinosaurs from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, mm-hmm. or okay. the more popular movie The Wizard, which is about Fred Savage. Wait, uh, they're in The Wizard. Yeah, they're totally in The Wizard. I've never seen The Wizard. The Wizard is where he becomes a Nintendo champion. Yeah, The right? Wizard was the movie made to promote Super Mario Brothers three. And also, there was a, wasn't there a part? Wasn't the Power Glove very important in The Wizard? Yeah, the Power Glove uh, was something a mean bully had in a velvet case that helped him play Rad Racer better. I can only imagine how well you would play Rad Racer if you had the Power Glove. When in real life, the Power Glove uh, impeded everything you tried to do with it. Well, you could could use it as a controller. That's true. It did just have a D-pad on it. But yeah, your your hand motions did not work. Anyway, so yeah, I think in the the plot of The Wizard, if I'm remembering correctly. And Jordan, you're a man who knows. You had that robot that spun discs. Oh yeah, I had Rob the Video Robot. (laughs) Let me play Gyromite. Ooh, those discs got hot. Do not touch those discs while they're spinning. Hot Hot discs. Hot discs. Hot hot gyromite discs. Um, So, yeah. So, uh, in The Wizard, Fred Savage takes his autistic brother to California to enter a Nintendo championship because he's a prodigy. Uh, They meet a mean bully along the way with a power glove, and the girl from Rilo Kylie is in there. Really? Really? Yeah. (laughs) Any members of Slater Kinney in it? (laughs) I don't think so. Any other indie rock celebrities? Oh, uh, Kim Deal plays someone who (laughs) – she works at a gas station. Um, OK Go is actually – yeah. They're uh, they're they're wandering around the park shooting a video. Yeah, yeah, you can you can see them kind of in the background of the director's cut. I have the Blu-ray. <laughs> uh, I mean, I just want to see the wizard as the director intended. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I had always like driven past these things. They're kind of on the way to Palm Springs, uh, but I had never pulled over. Um, so I'm like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna go see the Cavazon dinosaurs. Um, so I guess they were originally built in like the '60s just to promote a guy's diner. Like a guy had a diner there that no one was stopping at. So he's like, oh, I'm going to build these giant dinosaurs out of scrap metal. Sure. They're like a classic roadside attraction. Yeah. Like the Watts Towers or something. Sure, sure. (laughs) Uh, And I guess he also – the original plan was for them to shoot fire. (laughs) But it didn't happen. Didn't happen. That was actually the original plan for the Watts Towers too. Right, exactly. (laughs) Um, So yeah. So so I guess in the 80s – the guy died or something, and it was bought by creationists <laughs> and has been turned into a creationism museum. 
So these people are new earth people. They think the world's only 6,000 years old. And kind of around these big dinosaurs is a – I don't know what to call it really. A wander around? It's an area where you wander around and there's all these kind of concrete dinosaurs. It's like uh, it's like um, in a park – where there's those exercise stations? Yeah, exactly. It's like that, yeah. but you have to pay 10 bucks to get into it. Yeah. And, and the point is to say <clears throat> these things never existed? Like here's, the, here's their point, is that dinosaurs existed with man, uh, did not get to go on the ark for some reason, and oh, that's wow. when dinosaurs died. So in these exhibits, you have these giant kind of concrete dinosaurs um, that have no uniform style at all. Like they are all look like they were made by someone different. Some of them are really like spectacular and cartoony and some of them look like they were, you know, from a, you know, the gift shop at Universal Studios. Well, there's a cruel mm. twist sure. to these dinosaurs, which is that you want to go into the mouth of the Tyrannosaurus Rex mm-hmm. and sit down and look over Cabazon at night mm-hmm. and say Everyone I know has a big butt. Let's talk about your big butt like <laughs> Pee Wee did in your favorite movie. Sure. But you're not allowed in there or maybe that doesn't even exist no. because of you go in the magic. Mouth. You go in the mouth. You can't go. You can't I have a picture from inside the in mouth. But you can't look. At, you're in a weird creationist museum in the torso and you can't get up to the head. No, that was my experience. I'm in the, I have a picture from the head. How big are these dinosaurs? Do you want to see the picture I took you from the head? Out to the, you could got, there was like a viewing deck there you where Pee Wee and Simone sit in Pee Wee's <laughs> Big Adventure. Oh, there's the cat. No, it's the bathroom. Because when I oh wait, let's look at this cat picture first before I show you the picture from inside the head. What's the bathroom? Look, there she is. She's in a little sunbeam there. Oh, she's enjoy. She ca- she's catching some rays. Yeah, Tess, that's you nice. Wanna, yeah, Tess, you want to see this? For cat folks picture? who can't see this picture, um, I'll explain what's happening. Jordan's sure. cat is just relaxing and catching some rays. Oh, yeah. that's particularly adorable. Cats love that. Yeah, cats love any new space that they can put their paws on that you need to get to right at that moment. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's the picture I took from inside the mouth. For example, like Jordan's trying to There's get to the wire... inside of the mouth. Mesh. What? You go How come in there. I couldn't go in there. Well, I don't know. I tried to, and then you couldn't. Did they? Did they in stop the here? So there was a weird museum. Yeah, but then you weren't allowed to keep going. Oh, I kept going. Maybe they've done some improvements. Yeah, they probably. I think they know people want to go inside the head. I mean, that was part of my drive yeah. there. I mean, I. That's like the whole deal of going there. He is called you wanna, ahead. You want to go and do lines said, from Pee Wee's Big Adventure. You want to pretend Bluto from sure. the Popeye movie is chasing you around. He said, "This is this is Jordan from At Midnight. I'm going to need to see that head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm going to need a private tour of the head. Um, but I did learn a lot of interesting like history facts. Oh, really? Yeah, like real ones or creation fact toys. Uh, well, yeah. Well, hell, yeah. So in the raptor I'm, section, I don't know a lot about history, so I'm really excited to learn. Yeah, in the raptor section. Um, you know, there's a famous uh, fossil of a velociraptor fighting a protoceratops. Mm-hmm. Might probably technically is probably a Deinonychus fighting a protoceratops. Right. So don't you know? Let's not quibble about that though. Um, I think if you owned a lot of dinosaur books as a kid, you'd probably recognize the sight <laughs> of this fossil. It's, Did you own technically? A- <laughs> it's not a raptor. It's Drake. He's closely associated <laughs> with raptors. Right. Exactly. It is. Yeah. Um, you could tell it's Drake because he's in a wheelchair. Right. Um, like his character in Degrassi. Uh, anyway, so uh, so they sh- next to the you know concrete raptor, and he's sad for no reason. Yeah, like his public persona. Sure. Uh, next to this, they have you know they show this famous fossil, and it's like these two animals are locked in combat. Uh, you know, the fossil suggests they died quickly. For instance, in a flood. <laughs> so they really like take every opportunity to suggest. 
a flood killed the dinosaurs. So, like, back it up with some so fake this scenario mm-hmm. is they're locked in mortal embrace. Sure. Dinonychus and Protoceratops. They're giving it a classic. A battle as old as time itself. You know, classic dinosaur sounds. I did all the sound for Jurassic Park 3. Mm -hmm. So I know a lot about the sounds that that dinosaurs make. That was Bill Macy you were doing, right? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Bill Macy eating pussy. Yeah, I looped all the dialogue (laughs) for Bill. People couldn't understand him because he spoke too clearly. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I guess what's happening is, is the two dinosaurs are fighting. Mm-hmm. They've got their jaws around each other. The flood comes, and they're like, hey, let's stick with this fight for a while. <laughs> <laughs> while we drown. <laughs> let's hold on to each other underwater. Yeah. Let's not try and get away from the flood. They're too, you know, pride cometh before the fall. Sure. Or in this case... <laughs> After the flood, but before you die from the flood. Oh, did I also they mention that? They were too that... proud to admit that they had to let go of each other <laughs> to not die from the flood. I've noticed, though, that like Christians in general, like, I shouldn't say in general, but like the flood is like some weird part that they all agree on. Like I, like, I have friends who are very progressive Christians for gay marriage and everything, but you, like, ask them to talk about the Russell Crowe Noah, and they get all, like, factual on you. They try to, like, fact check it for you. Tell well, you I how mean, it didn't happen like that. I mean, Tess, what killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> if not, for, I mean, there's not dinosaurs around. Oh, also, I should mention, around all the dinosaurs, they have, like, sheep and lions and goats mm. just to let just to really hammer at home that, well, that's I, dinosaur food sure yeah. yeah can i tell you what i think killed the dinosaurs this is just outside of any kind of theology hubris or whatever radio <laughs> karate oh. i think somebody learned karate and went on a fucking murder spree sure. just because he chopping because he just knew all the chops Hi-ya. he knew the right chops sure and you go bop 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 and the the cruel irony of course, is that karate is a power that should only be used in self-defense. It's yeah. a self-defense sure. art. So the fact you don't want to this... use it against a peaceful Styracosaurus. Exactly. Who's Look, just grazing. A st- sure. Does a stego have bony, bony plates? Yeah, of course it does. <laughs> right? But do, it's got an... do you think it's because like, most of them were like vegetarian? Right. That they died and they couldn't, like, they just didn't have the energy to, like, you know, fight oh, back. Or... like they didn't know about eating beans and other stuff for sure. protein. Yeah. Yeah, lack of protein. Probably gluten-free, too, those dinosaurs. Probably so. Yeah, I mean, if you're vegetarian and gluten-free, so the dinosaurs, they couldn't eat meat, they couldn't eat bread, which w- would otherwise have been, like, for a Tyrannosaurus, that's a big part of his diet. Is, of course. Is sourdough, mm-hmm. rye, pumpernickel. Well, they did hang out, hang out all day in grocery like store parking lots asking you to sign petitions. You right. know, that's sure. all they had the energy for. Fucking dinosaurs. Fucking dinos. They uh, deserve what they got. Wow. Whether it be chops or flood or meteor. <laughs> I mean, I think chops. You think it's chops? I think what happened, you know how they say the only things the only things that survived whatever killed the dinosaurs were like small mammals and troglodytes or whatever? Sure. So I think one of the small one of those little rat guys that you see in the background of the dino pics. Sure. That guy learned some fucking karate, mm. learned some pressure points. How do you think he learned karate? Do you think he found a VHS of three ninjas? Well, that's the great mystery. That's the great mystery. Yeah. Did he find a VHS of three ninjas? Was it a different thing with Chuck Norris? <laughs> oh, that's sidekicks you're thinking of. Oh, I'm thinking of What's in three ninjas? Three ninjas is... Uh, that's ninjutsu. But, I mean, there, there's a backbone of karate there. The kids Gordon. did karate. They didn't, like, assassinate shoguns. It was called three ninjas, but I think that was a misnomer. They, they were doing karate. Who's the star of three ninjas? Tum Tum. <laughs> it's the one who likes to eat. Anyway. 
<laughs> Tom Tom is not a Teletubby. Uh, it's also a three ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow we've turned into Griffin McElroy. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, oh, also a fun fact: uh, more proof that uh, dinosaur and man existed together. There's something in Peru called an um, uh, Inca stone or an Ica stone, okay. and this is a stone found in a cave mm-hmm. that has a drawing of man and dinosaur existing together. So. Could have ancient Peruvians imagined dinosaurs? Probably not. Oh, they were not. They had no imaginations. People. Yeah, they were very literal well people. Literalists. Yeah. yeah. In fact, they did not even have the capacity for metaphor. Sure. Yeah. Oh, they were focused on developing what we now know as potatoes. Right. Also, proof is BC Comics. Sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because those are cavemen existing with dinosaurs. That's proof right there. Right. And those date back to the early 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those were in my math textbook, so they got to be true. So, yeah. So I guess cap is on dinosaurs. Visit it. Right. Get, get yourself some knowledge. And a fig shake. Oh, shake. yeah. Yeah, on the way back, uh, I got a date shake. It was really good. Yeah, date shakes are the famous. Dates are the famous uh, fruit of the region. Mm-hmm. That and outlet shopping. Yeah. So is it ice cream and dates or just dates? Um... No, uh, hard to say if it had any ice cream in it. It tastes, I don't know, it was like a, it was like a slush. It's more like a slushy that has like a, a nut slushy? date-ish flavor <laughs> in it. And I'm not selling it, but it was really delicious. No, date shake's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, you get nice, nice, fat, juicy dates. Yeah. You know, just... just a nice, fat, like a juicy, fresh, bursting, ripe date. You talking about pussy again? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Incidentally, well, nut slushy is also a word. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, everybody. I'm Justin McElroy. And I'm Travis McElroy. And I'm Griffin McElroy. And this is our serious promo. No horsing around, you two. If you like just three gentlemen being adults about topics and giving advice for them to them, my Brother, My Brother, Me is a podcast for you serious-minded adults. No monkey shines, no fall to roll. Hey, let me ask you a question. How sophisticated is your palate? <laughs> you like Merlot? <laughs> Our show is basically like the Merlot and dark chocolate of podcasts. You gotta be grown up to like them. Our podcast is Toilet Wine. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the Toilet Wine of Podcasts every Monday right here at MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Steel Santa. Tess, Goofy Bullshit Rafferty. You know, when something momentous happens to you, the at-home listener, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN. That's the Jordan Jesse Go hotline. 206-984-4FUN. And we might play it back to our audience in our segment, Momentous Occasions. <laughs> Why am I You're really like selling that? it now. No, I like it. Finally, you like so you're putting some showmanship into this, this intro. This is Huckster Jesse. Yeah. I've got a tonic that mm-hmm. will help you in the marital department. With a capital P, and that rhymes with T, <laughs> and that stands for pool. Let's hear our first call. Hi, Jordan and Jesse. This is Aaron from Massachusetts. I'm not sure if uh, this is a moment of shame, but uh, I was just got off the train from uh, my ride home from work, and the guy sitting across from me 
started off by uh, taking off his shoes, which is wrong, then uh, proceeded to roll his socks down about halfway down his feet, which seemed even more wrong. But then he proceeded to pick dead skin off his heels and eat it for the whole ride home. <laughs> I'm not sure exactly where he was going with that. I had to get off before he took anything else off. Anyway, love the show. Thanks. Bye. I'm eating more pie. No, and he says he had to get off before he took anything else off. Sure. Yeah, yeah. The train or himself? Well, he doesn't want... Get to climax, sexually. (laughs) He doesn't want anyone to think that he's gay. Mm. (laughs) He's just into heel picking. (laughs) And he just happened to be a dude. But if the dude took his junk out, then that would make it gay. Yeah, yeah. If uh, well, it depends if the socks matched. Like what kind of you know how nice the socks were. Oh, so you think if maybe if it's a if it's a fun sock. Although fun socks are pretty widespread now. In, in California, sure. Like in Los Angeles, I think. But I don't think the middle of the country. I don't think there's a lot of dudes sporting happy socks. Not on this guy's train. Yeah, not on, not on his train. <laughs> not on this, not on this yokel's train. train. This probably still thinks the next big food thing is uh, chipotle wraps. Yeah. <laughs> Like, they come don't know on. that Chipotle has tofu now or something. Yeah, come on. Next yeah. call. <laughs> Jordan, Jesse, probably Chris Fairbanks. This is Ben from Alabama, and I'm calling in with the most momentous occasion of my entire life. I have recently, as of two days ago, quit my job of six years and got a car full of shit, and I'm packing up and heading to Aspen, Colorado, trying to leave the manufacturing life behind in a machine shop. Gonna do me some skiing and shit. So, got my iPod loaded up. Gonna ready to rock and roll for 20 something hours. Y'all be good. Take care. We will, Van! We will be good! We love you, Van! Oh, man, this is the greatest guy in history. Oh, my God, I love Van! That's, what? I was expecting New York City. Hollywood. But, Atlanta. pack it up and. Well, Atlanta! Sure. Uh, uh, you know, maybe the um, big D, Austin, sure. Austin, Closer, absolutely, yeah. 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 Going to get the band off the ground, uh, Nashville. Yeah, sure, songwriting career, but or be on the television show Nashville. <laughs> sure, there you go. I, they, they probably cast local extras. Come on, that stars the woman from Friday Night Lights. Yeah, nothing wrong with her. No, She's a gifted actress and quite beautiful. <laughs> um, could it be? I know this is a fucking wild theory. Okay. And you guys are probably, you're going to laugh at me. This is such a wild theory. Right. Unfounded. I'll admit it's out of left field. Okay. Do you think he's going to work in the marijuana industry? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. There's no, nothing okay, about okay. this guy. Well, well, let's, let's play this out. He, no. he says he's going to ski. Mm-hmm. This guy's a All classic right. Bama some skiing ski and shit. Yeah, some skiing and shit. <laughs> he didn't say bump. snowboard, you know? So I'm not sure. Sure. Yeah. No, no, you're right. He could be a waspy type. He yeah. could be a <laughs> yeah. country club. One of those country club machinists. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's the here's the secret, Jordan. If you're at the dispensary in twelve weeks, sure, and you look down, and in addition to the normal selection of products, uh, one of the products is called Roll Tide. That <laughs> <laughs> van went into the marijuana industry. Mm, get some of that OG Roll Tide. Yeah. God, I love he could Van. be going, you know, they just opened a new art museum. I read about that in Condé Nast. He oh, could be going to work at the art museum sure. in Aspen. Do you have any do you have any Aspen yeah. restaurant recommendations <laughs> for our list for Van once he gets there? Yeah. Van sounds like the kind of guy who likes fine dining. Yeah.
Do you think Van is just super rich and he was just manufacturing for kicks and now he just wants to live a rich man's life in Aspen, Colorado? Could be. God, I wish that was true. Maybe he's headed to the Aspen Ideas Festival. (laughs) Van, if you're out there, just keep driving. Come on to L.A. You're the new. You're the new third co-host of Jordan Jessica. I was worried. I was worried he was going to say that he was going to break into comedy at the Aspen Comedy Festival, and I was going to have to tell him that it doesn't exist anymore. Sure. Like first HBO dropped it, and then RooftopComedy.com did a version for a little while, and then I don't think even they do that anymore. Well, anyways, I have a brother outside of Aspen in uh, Carbondale. Van could look him up. Yeah. Yeah. Want to give out his name? <laughs> um, my brother likes to live off the grid. I know shocker that he's in Colorado, so sure. uh, probably not because he's the type who might have um, I don't know bench warrant somewhere else. We don't know. Yeah, well, the NSA does monitor DUI. this yeah. podcast, yeah. so <laughs> he wants to get a DUI on a bike. Anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how oh, you roll man. in Colorado. You sure. know, fucking Van's gotten a DUI. On a bike. Uh, yeah, Van's got probably got a DUI on a lot of non traditional uh, vehicles. Fan boat, maybe. <laughs> oh, man, shit, yeah. He was down in Louisiana <laughs> getting a DUI on a fan boat. Having, having some hurricanes on a fan boat. Man, I would love to have some hurricanes on a fan boat. Fuck, man. <laughs> what about roller skates? Not roller blades. <laughs> oh, yeah. Skates, quad skates. Sure. Sure, <laughs> skating under the influence. Oh, yeah. man. The squee. This goes without saying, but go-kart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you bet your buttons. Actually, the Pine Box Derby in his local town has sure. like a cease and desist from him. He's not allowed to show up because <laughs> la- he's been drunk for the last four Pine Box Derbies. Sure. Doesn't like even have a kid playing. Pound in a 40. Yeah. <laughs> he brings his own car, <laughs> which is made of old beer cans. Yeah. Which seems it's, du- it's supposed to be from a single block of wood, yeah. I think. Also, he's covered in piss. Fucking man. <laughs> God bless you, sir. Yeah, you're great. Follow your dreams, Van. We believe Whatever you. it is you're doing in Aspen. Skiing. Yeah. Also, skiing and shit, I forgot. Not like, I mean, like, how expensive is Aspen? Like you're it's not like the like, most expensive yeah, place in the world. <laughs> you're not like wait, he's going to go rent a ten million dollar, forty six thousand square foot mansion sure. and just you know chillax. Dude, Van is like fucking later. Later for you, machining equipment. Yeah. Aspen, here I come. I'm becoming <laughs> a billionaire. I'm going from an industrial worker to an industrialist. <laughs> Fucking man is great. Yeah. Maybe he's going to be a docent at the museum. That's very possible. Yeah. He's got the attitude. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to learn a few things from Van. Sure. In this case, I'm again talking about pussy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know Van knows how to munch box. Van's <laughs> oh, up in there. Van get Van goes downtown. T C B. Not shy about going downtown. That's what he thought the Pine Box Derby was. Yeah, right. Yeah. He thought it was a pussy eating contest. Sure. <laughs> Put on where are all these shirt? kids? Where are all these kids in this contest? <laughs> Roll time. <laughs> okay. 206-9844-FUN is our telephone number. JJ go at maximumfun.org, our email address. We'll talk to you in just a second. Welcome to the Lady to Lady Show. Behind door number one, we have fantastic weekly guests like Aisha Tyler, French Stewart, Retta, and more. 
Behind door number two, we have Road Trip and sleepover games like Would You Rather and Never Have I Ever, the kind of games that remind you of being a kid. Door number three brings you fresh hot episodes every Wednesday. You can find them on iTunes and at MaximumFun.org. Now pick a door. Just kidding. They're not real because we're a podcast. You're all winners. And we didn't really think this through. Lady to lady. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, Steel Santa. Tess Goofy Bullshit Rafferty. Tess, let me ask you a question. Are we talking about a wet brine or a dry brine for your Thanksgiving turkey? Dry. Dry brine. Best thing I've ever done. Also works on pork shoulders. Um, that wet brine is... I've tried it a few years. Um, speaking of goofy bullshit, it's like people are like, you just get... You get a bucket and you get a garbage bag. Two things I never want to put food I'm going to eat in, a garbage right. bag and a bucket. And then you right, – Let me just dump yeah. these miscellaneous screws and nails out of this bucket. <laughs> yeah, this Home Depot bucket. And put the most important meal of my year into it. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like – then you put it in this broth of salmonella. Like it just sits in this, you know, whatever it is. And then you get this like soggy, mushy turkey afterwards. And I never noticed any difference. But the dry brine, I have to say, I've done it two years in a row now. And people who've eaten this turkey are like, this is the not just the best turkey you've ever cooked, it's the best turkey I've ever had. Salt continues to penetrate over time. Most seasonings do not, but salt does. Salt gets deeper and deeper. Oh, I know there's like a whole science thing about why it works. I, I can't follow it for the life of me, but... Do you ever put a little baking soda on your, uh, on your skin to make it get crispier? I thought you meant my my actual skin. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, dang girl, you looking crispy. Yeah, no, just naturally crispy. <laughs> no, I just I, I brown it for like half an hour to an hour at the end. I actually also keep my turkey covered and just baste frequently. Um, I find nobody cares about tur- crispy skin so much on Thanksgiving. It's like, I think the last thing. I mean, once you're putting all that gravy on it, what do you really need sure. crispy skin for? That's a good point. Yeah. But I didn't. But that's an interesting technique too. Baking soda. Here's I'm what I saying. like to do with uh, leftover stuffing. What's that? Press it into a little pancake with uh-huh. your hands. Just get a ball of it. It's the nice tactile sensation. You press it into a, like a flat, like a pancake. Fry it in a pan. That's the bread for your uh, leftover sandwich. Oh wow! Oh, shit. Yeah. Poached eggs are also good on that. Mm, yeah. I probably would leave that off, but uh, it sounds like a nice, no, not like a an nice addition. Uh, maybe not poached. Yeah. No, you don't like a runny egg? No, I mean, I could have like a sunny side up egg. Yeah. Well, that would work too on top of a stuffing pancake. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, but that sounds like a, that sounds good. fantastic. I love Fucking that. compromise. Yeah. We really can live together. Yeah. Yeah. Look, how can you not serve stuffing? Like, the, how can you serve stuffing that would be terrible? It's true. It's delicious. Impossible. It's a pile of bread. Sometimes it has bacon in it. Yeah. <laughs> or sausage. Or sausage. Goat cheese and wild rice. Sure. Can I tell you what I don't want in there? Fucking raisins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Nobody wants raisins in the fucking stuffing. Make it savory. Maybe a golden raisin. No, not a golden raisin, goddammit. I, sa- I could go for a golden raisin. You know what? I'm backtracking. Golden a raisin. golden raisin is the same as a goddamn purple raisin, only yeah. it's golden. It's more what about delicious. cranberries? Some people put cranberries. I don't Fuck I don't. Yeah, what's, what's the cranberry sauce in oh, general? I made cranberry sauce, too. Now, do you like that on turkey? Is that not weird? Not on turkey, but I do like to have a little bit of it. Yeah. There with it. You know, like yeah. uh, like switching bites. You know, like, oh, a little oh, a little bit of that. Yeah. Ooh, a little bit of that. <laughs> oh, a little bit of that. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. You guys know where I'm going. Okay. 
Well, our thanks this week to Domino for his hit song, Sweet Potato Pie. Ken Roberts and Daryl Asher. Um, Crystal Ann Asher, Daryl's daughter who lives in Salt Lake City, the home of caffeine-free regular Dr. Pepper. Ashford and Simpson. <laughs> yeah. Thanks sure. to those guys. <laughs> thanks to those guys uh, for reuniting. Mm-hmm. Um, this whole episode's felt so good. Yeah. Uh, Brian Fernandez, Sonny D on the boards. Um Oh, shit. Can I say one other thing? Yeah, go for it. Fucking Max Funcon tickets. I don't. By the time this airs, they might be gone. Get them. They're going fast. Mm-hmm. We're like three quarters full already. But MaxFunCon.com. Go get your tickets. Can I say the name of my book? Tess Rafferty <laughs> is a memoirist. Her book is called... Recipes for Disaster. It's a fun way to look back at your life with a combination of humor and food. Oh, you know what it's about. Thank you. I read the flap. Oh, good. You handed it to me as you walked in. I read the flap. <laughs> I'm no fool. I think Tess Rafferty's is a delight, and I bet her memoir, which is a combination of life experiences and the foods associated with them, is probably delightful, too, just like Tess Rafferty. I don't know. Maybe it would make the perfect Christmas gift. Maybe it would make the perfect Christmas gift. Also on if, Audible. You can if, hear me read it. Oh, if, cool. If, 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 if. There's someone on your list who likes to eat. Or remember. <laughs> Sounds like a good book. Thank you. Recipes for Disaster. Tess Rafferty's been our guest. Our theme music, Love You by The Free Design, courtesy of The Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Our thanks to them. We'll talk to you next time. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.